The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. It's eight minutes after eight. Uh, the African National Congress Youth League's long-awaited elective conference gets underway this weekend in Johannesburg. The ANC Youth League National Task Team are fine-tuning plans and logistics for the three-day congress. Now, the race for the league's uh, presidency has been overshadowed by delays infighting and allegations of interference from top officials within the ruling party. The Congress itself has been postponed several times. Leadership structures of the league were disbanded in 2013 by the African National Congress and this week will be the first time that the league elects a new president since Julius Malema's expulsion in 2012. On the Forum at 8 this morning, we speak to two of the ANC Youth League candidates who are contesting the presidency and we are joined by former uh, Deputy ANC Youth League President uh, Ronald Lamula. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you, Sakina, and thanks to your listeners. And we also have with us uh, Tuane Regional Chairperson Lisiko Makabela, um, who is also joining us on the line. Thanks for speaking to us, Lisiko. Uh, good morning, Sakina, and good morning to all your listeners. Now, uh, seeing that, you know, um, the ANC Youth League has been under the stewardship of uh, the uh, transitional team uh, for two years at this point, what sort of impact, whether positive or negative, has this had on the Youth League as a formation, uh, Ronald? It has had a huge impact because um, there was a vacuum for, for the past two years. There was no youth voice. Uh, young people have been voiceless, and young people are disillusioned all over the country. But uh, we are hoping that uh, the Congress will revive the spirit of the youth of South Africa. It will revive the spirit of the youth of League of the ANC. It will also reclaim the youth league voice in society, because uh, the ANC youth needs the youth league. Society needs the youth league also in terms of issues that need to be put on the table, issues of youth unemployment, issues of education for the youth, but also to bring back the policies of the Youth League on economic freedom. So there has been lull on issues of youth activism within the structures of the ANC. And we believe that uh, this Congress will bring that opportunity and hope. But do you believe, um, uh, uh, Lesejo, that it was a necessary step for the African National Congress to actually place uh, the Youth League under the stewardship of the NTT, given what had happened uh, previously? Yes, I think, one, we must also state uh, on this platform that this is the second NTT team. But I think that the the reason why it is taking so long for us to even have a national executive committee of the Youth League, it speaks to the extent of the damage, it speaks to the extent of the corrosion, it speaks to the extent of uh, of actually, uh, you know, the, the moral fiber that was destroyed by the cabbage farmer and his suitcases, how they had destroyed the African National Congress Youth League. It was necessary that we do not actually rush to have instant the branches of the ANC Youth League. It was necessary for us to then begin a drill down and cleanse and exercise the demons of uh, the demons of factionalism, the demons of gatekeeping, the demons that were introduced to our organisation uh, that also spoke about you know shifting our even our own ideological thinking, the demons that uh, that came into the organization, which actually even uh, changed the manner in which the culture of the organization was operating, where militancy 
was even uh, confused for radical for where ill discipline was even confused for for militants so so this speaks to the extent of the damage it does not speak to to either the failure of the national task teams to hold this conference, but it speaks about the damage that has been done. Not only was the Youth League as an organization morally bankrupt, but even its finances. And I think that the first entity, they've been able to rescue the Youth League from uh, liquidation. You will remember in the 2011 uh, conference of the Youth League, we were given a treasurer's report that was lies because immediately after that particular conference, people started coming. Uh, claiming that the Youth League is owing them. When the report of the treasurer, where Comrade Ronald was elected after, that report stated that all our finances were in good health and everything. So the entity, the first entity was able to save us from that uh, liquidation, but equally it was able to start to instill the correct principles because not only were we just uh, morally uh, bankrupt, but even our finances. So, 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 what does that mean for um, candidates like Ronald Lamula, like uh, Pule Mabe, who are part of that executive? Do you think that they should take part of the blame for that? I do not believe Ronald was not part of the of the of the executive that delivered the 2011 conference. He was elected immediately afterwards, mm-hmm. and therefore that uh, treasurer's report it was not his. Uh, it was delivered on behalf of that particular collective. Where, where, which 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 preceded him. So I do not think that is that 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 that, that, that should be the case, or the blame should be put on him. And I think that conference must begin because these reports are adopted, and when they are adopted, they are adopted on the basis of what is presented to them. And I think that as we move forward, we must begin to interrogate those reports. Uh, the political report, well, we have adopted it. We and and, and therefore it forms the base of the of the discussions and the organizational report. But the treasurer's report, we must begin to interrogate it. We must begin to interrogate that even when we were told that everything has been paid, this is the proper state of finances. And then just a few months after, we need to find out what happened to the collapse of the finances of the African National Congress Youth League. We need to interrogate uh, uh, all those things uh, and, and so forth. So, But I do not think that you can squarely say that it was Ronald was elected afterwards. Ronald, uh, what do you make of what has just been said? And also, what do you think should be the priority going into this uh, Congress? Uh, maybe, Sakina, to start with is that um, there is nobody who will be elected uh, in the next Congress of the Youth League, who was not led by Julius Malema, or who was not in the structures of the Youth League, either at the branch, at the region, or at the provincial level, when uh, all of us were in the leadership structures of the Youth League. The membership of the Youth League has to take collective blame for what happened. We have indeed committed mistakes when we're there. There was no holy cow, but mistakes are committed in the Youth League because we've got license here to commit mistakes. This is where we learn how to run politics and how to run the organization. And from those mistakes, you can create better people. You will never find a polished and a groomed product in the Youth League. That's why it is called the political school. So in all structures of the Youth League, whoever will be elected today, will have been groomed, will have been in the structure. So the thing that there was some cleansing ceremony that has extracted everybody, I can tell you the provincial chairperson of Guazul Natal was the regional chairperson in his region for three terms. We led him, and I know many who are leading various provinces. The chairperson of the Eastern Cape was the regional chairperson of Alfred Nzo region in the Eastern Cape. 
And I can count you many Sakina who are today leading structures. So the notion that whoever led with Julius or whoever was the leadership of the youth league mm-hmm. at that time can't be in the structures is incorrect, it's wrong, it's misplaced, it's politically wrong because there are many leaders of the youth league who are leading today in the provinces and in the entities, some of them have led with this comrade. So I think what we need to do and what we must be clear on is that um, the youth league must indeed revive itself. Going forward, it must reaffirm its policies. It must stick on the issues of education. It must stick on the decade of a decade of the ANC as adopted in Mangao because within the, the ranks of the youth league, that is where we are going to groom new cadres. We must encourage comrades to go to school. We must encourage a number of issues in terms of innovation and research. But also its policies must be anchored on research and innovation so that we must be forward-looking because the future of South Africa, we don't know all of us. We can only be able to predict it and determine the future when we do research. There is automation. There are various issues of threats to youth unemployment and so forth. So that's what we need to focus on. The blame game will not assist us. I know of the factors that uh, Lisiko has raised with regard to the, the liquidations and so forth. I think to a certain extent it's correct that ourselves have found uh, that uh, the, the, the issues that were there. But I think uh, this Congress must decide what the youth league must stand for. It must be a touch barrier of new thinking. It must be a reservoir of knowledge. And it must be where young minds breathe fresh ideas into the life of the ANC. It hasn't, um, you know, been without interference, as uh, some would put it. Um, uh, you yourself, Lesiko, have referred to the naughty elders who were trying to influence the ANC Youth League leadership race. Talk to us about that. Yes, uh, well, you know, firstly, I would want to say that the, the organization that we are part of, even if you study its history, it has always, uh, in many histories and uh, always had secret societies. These secret societies have always been defeated. I'm sure you will know about the group of eight which were doing certain things which wanted to destabilize the African National Congress, remove its president and all sorts of things. And that group of eight was a powerful clique at the time that always wanted to determine what happens within the African National Congress. It is no secret and it should not even be a secret that there are people who want to to actually assemble a leadership of their own, who are not even members of the ANC Youth League. There are people who have an interest of turning the African National Congress Youth League into a paramilitary organization where its elected leaders become child soldiers whose battles are to fight the battles of the elders, whose, now whose battles are no longer about championing interests of young people. There are sort of those sort of things that are happening. There are those sort of influences. And, and I think we need to use this platform today to warn the youth leaders across the country that when you have such powerful cliques that will want to determine who leads your own structure, you will then have the same situation as what is happening in Kosatu, an organization that used to fight uh, for the interest of, of the working class, which, which actually collapsed on the basis of preference and preferences of different people who wanted to actually outshine each other. It's the very same case. We know that there are people who would want to assemble a youth league leadership, not not because of uh, the youth league must go and champion interests of young people, but because of 2017. And I can tell you that, Sagina, once the youth league in its current form 
is formed on the basis of who must take over, who must do whatever in 2017, it will collapse again. It, uh, we are already witnessing such things because you have seen that the, the PGC of collapsed yesterday. The PGC of, uh, of Eastern Cape uh, sat for over 19 hours. Mm. It collapsed this morning. And all sorts of challenges that we are having. We must allow the Youth League to be able to have its own leaders, to assemble its own leadership, to choose the best amongst itself. If you will remember in 1944 that uh, when the Youth League was formed, a person who was not even part of the NTT, a very young uh, scholar, an Africanist, who, who, had, uh, who had actually even formed an ideology, was chosen by his peers, who they felt that he was the best amongst them. Anton Lembede became the leader of the Youth League because young people at the time in that generation of 44, they looked uh, upon the best amongst themselves. They identified Lembede and they elected him to lead. And it has been the culture of the organization. Even, after, uh, even when Peter Mugaba was elected, there were elders who wanted to interfere and who wanted to even use lies and claim that Peter Mugaba was a spy so that young people would reject Peter Mugaba. There were even those who said who were, who were lobbying very strong that the Gigaba was very young, he was just coming from a region, he cannot be uh, catapulted to becoming a, a national leader. These things have always been there. Mm-hmm. We must defeat them. They are rife now. We know that they are rife uh, uh, now. And we must be able to defeat them because the day that we fail to defeat these things, you will have an, independ- an independent body of, uh, of, of, the, of the young people which is auton- autonomous. You will have that particular problem because because the thinking of young people will be outsourced to certain elders, and therefore they will become a conveyor belt of ideas of old people. We need to begin to enshrine the values and all, this, and all characters that make a youth. So who are these naughty elders? I'm not going to speak about the, the already. Okay, let me put this to you then. Um, uh, Northwest uh, Chairperson Colin Maine, who is also running for the presidency, has denied allegations that he is being imposed on the league by the so-called Premier League. Have you heard of the Premier League before? I've read about it. I thought that Comrade Colin would have been part of this interview as the, the, the invite was extended to all of us. I do not know uh, why he's not part of this particular interview, but I'm sure that you will explain why... Comrade Colin Mayne is not part of this interview. I've read about the for the first time. I've never seen it. I've read about it on City Press and on a number of publications. Uh, I, I do not know if there's such a board. I don't mm-hmm. think there's a, such a structure in the ANC called the Premier League. There's no such a structure in the ANC. But is there any resonance between your naughty elders and the Premier League? No, there is no resonance. Okay. I'm saying there's interference. All from right. Some people. Oh, and let me ask Ronald Lamola. Maybe he's heard of the Premier League. <laughs> yes, again, I have read uh, just like uh, what Comrade Siko is saying. But uh, what I can say, again, is that uh, this is a very unfortunate uh, scenario. That um, <coughs> there is a faction that uh, you can you can hear about, you can feel it, you can see it, and you can even touch. So it's very unfortunate that uh, we can have such factions because in the ANC, factionalism is always condemned by all organizational reports. It, it always states that the people in the structures must be allowed to think for themselves. They must be allowed to exercise their minds. 
but this is the only faction which can be identified. I think in the Women's Free Congress, it was mm-hmm. clearly stated that there were certain interferences, there were certain hidden hand that was seen. I think what mm-hmm. needs to be done is an investigation by the ANC and uncover these things and deal with it once and for all. It must be condemned because it is going to discourage young people's continuous participation because we need fresh ideas from young people. The young people need to be given a space to breathe the new thinking in the direction of the ANC. The ANC is opportunity for its revival and for it to be taken on a, on a turn that is proper and upward. Is this Congress of the youth? And that's why ourselves, Sakina, we think that young people must understand that our generation is a generation that has an opportunity to turn the tide, to restore the ANC and the youth league back to its moral values of Oliver Tambo, the moral values of Albert Lituli, the values that the uh, Pigs Legaseme was known of, and to instill a culture of, of education that Anton Lembede was known for. But young people of the ANC must be known and they must stand up for the fearlessness of Solomon Masango. This is the courage and the determination that is needed from young people all over the country. And I have been to most of the countries, Sakina. I can assure you, I've seen it in their face. There is fear from young people, but there is determination to overcome the fear and to overcome whatever that has been frustrating them over these PGCs. I've heard Comrade Lissiko saying there was gatekeeping in the past. There is still gatekeeping even today. I know in Pumalanga there are disputes that have not yet been resolved. There are many disputes all over the country that have not yet been resolved. There are a lot of challenges, young people being intimidated. It is not a secret that there are people who are using money to launder all over the country. But these are things that I think young people of the ANC must never be undermined. They are going to overcome them. They are going to deliver a Congress. Young people of the ANC will liberate the youth league from these shows that are trying to intricate them and turn it into a private army of certain individuals the youth league will rise again. Now, you've taken me neatly uh, uh, into the next question that I wanted to talk about, the uh, issue again, of I money. Just want, I, just, I just wanted to just, speak with, just to say quick something before you enter into the question. Yes. Just to say, you see, you, you, would, you, would, you, would, you would wonder what is it that we're talking about, this fear and so forth and mm-hmm. all sorts of things. And a great number of young people who are leading at various uh, structures of the African National Congress most of them are employed in, in municipalities. Most of them are employed in provincial governments. They tell us every day that we cannot be seen openly to be supporting this particular view and so forth because we fear the retribution of either being uh, removed from our positions at work or being purged and so forth. And this is the extent of the fear that, uh, that has been instilled in young people. But we know that as we enter that particular conference, and it enters into a ballot, young people will freely express themselves because no one will expect them to take a photo of who they cross the ballot for. So who are these people who are instilling this fear? These are, these are, secret, uh, these are secret societies. I'm saying to you that we have all, the ANC, the organization that has survived so many years, has always been able to defeat the secret societies. I've given you... An example of a, of a once powerful faction, the group of eight, which was all expelled, which had illicit ex- activities operated nicodemously to destabilize the African National Congress, to plot its downfall, and to do all manner of things that we do not understand. The ANC has always defeated such tendency, and any secret grouping that begins to rise up, 
Uh, well, in any case, any secret grouping that rises up and then people begin and it becomes public knowledge, it loses its potency. So we are very clear that even either the other secret societies that are existing right now, they must they will be confronted by the agility and the energy of young people, and they will be defeated. Letlokonolo says you guys have too many conspiracy theories because you don't want to come out with the story and tell us what's what. But let's talk about money, um, which has also come into play in a very big way in the lead up to this Congress. Um, Liseko, let me start with you. Have you been paid any money, taken any money from anyone to advance any particular cause? I am poor as they come. We were shocked that... uh, one of the reasons why the conference of the African National Congress, uh, the 25th National Conference of the Youth League, was converted into a, con- a consultative conference. One of the biggest uh, reasons that it was raised that it, it had to be converted, it was because there was a lot of money that was flowing around and so forth. But today we learn of uh, caucuses that are taking place in Devon. Scores of young people were, were transported from various provinces flown from those particular provinces and flown to 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 Devon for a particular caucus who paid for the flights who pay who paid for the hotels who paid for 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 a drinking spree at Cubana and all sorts of things no one knows about it the influence of money uh, comes along when you speak about this powerful uh, secret lobby group that is there it is powerful because it it is able to even it is well oiled, it is resourced, it is able to do a lot of things. And, and therefore, that's why you will, you will see the influence of money becoming the determining factor. And, 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 and there, is no, there is no secret. Uh, maybe some of us, because of our independence and so forth, we have not been offered that money. Uh, we must be offered, we must be called Ronald, uh, that we pick up this sort of money and so forth. Oh, so you know that Ronald also <laughs> hasn't received, but uh, let me guess. Uh, let me uh, guess uh, again. He's a very poor lawyer, that one. These very are poor, these are okay. hidden faces Zag- again. You don't know who Zag- they Zag- are. Zagira, <laughs> let, let me let me say that uh, a Congress uh, to run any elections all over the world, you can't run them for free. I will slightly dif- disagree with my 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 case completely superior is that uh, there is no campaign or any elections or anywhere in the world that can be run without money there is true even ourselves our traveling there's money involved uh, we we must pay a traveling agent we must pay uh, for flights going to KZN, going to wherever there's petrol that must be put and so forth it's the reality the point I've raised is that, uh, Sakina, we must now begin to open up our campaigns in the ANC. It must no longer be secret. A member who is standing for any position must not only be head speaking when he accepts nomination. A member must, be, must, must contest on the basis of his ideas. He must be scrutinized by the membership. He must be scrutinized by society as a whole. There must also be a platform, even if it's a, it's a platform which is well-regulated and secret in the, inside the organization, that will vet where and how do you get the petrol of traveling, the airtime, and so forth. That is the only okay. way we can deal with this thing, because all reports of the ANC and all congresses have condemned the use of money, but there's never been a proposal, how are we going to tackle this issue? It's a reality. And because it's a secret, the person cannot be, cannot be yet that is standing, he can't avail himself. It is going to run a secret campaign. 
it's only going to have secret meetings and, and, and boardrooms and so forth. Therefore, there is no platform of engagement and also contestation of ideas, but also there is no platform to know how and how is this campaign being funded. On the forum at 8 this morning, uh, we are in conversation with uh, two ANC Youth League candidates who are contesting the presidency uh, later this week at the Congress. And, um, of course, we did extend the invite to Colin Maine and Pule Mabe as well, and both of them declined. So uh, with us this morning is uh, Ronald Lamula as well as Lisejo Makubela. And uh, just before I go to your messages, let's go to the lines. 891 is the call-in number. SM to 34701 at a cost of one rand. Tabiso in Pulukwane, thanks for your patience. Thanks, Sagina. <clears throat> Sagina, I think the incoming conference of the ANC comes at a very, very crucial time because some of us coming from rural branches, they actually notice that you, you find that you are in a situation where majority 99% of the membership at that particular branch is unemployed. And these are young people that needs to be able to find employment. And I think one of the things that the conference should be able to deal with is to be able to say that has the youth employment uh, <coughs> subsidy worked and whether it's assisting young people. It's also deliberate and, uh, on the youth job, on the youth accord. And also to say from since the information or the measure of both the NYGA and the uh, uh, so the formation of the NYJ in 2009, what is it that has been done to make sure that uh, all these challenges that young people are facing are able to be addressed? And I think also we must not be naive in saying a sense that uh, the problem that persisted the NCUK from 2008 and, and previous uh, Congresses must not find itself uh, resurfacing in Akalaga. And I know very well, at least in the book, we had a very good uh, provincial general council, and we, we are determined to make sure that uh, the process of rebuilding uh, continues. Uh, but also we must uh, thank those comrades who have led, uh, who were appointed as, as NTT members, and uh, even the current ones, who have taken a date. I mean, to, to be living in this particular structure, this day is very difficult, because, you know, in South that will come. And when you prepare for conferences, uh, are, are very, are very bad. And I think it's important that all young people of the ANC, as they converge in in Galaga over this weekend, uh, must critically analyze this particular challenge so that the youth of the country are able to be assisted and the ANC continue to be. Thank you so much, uh, Tabiso in Pulukwane. Let's hear from Steve in Pretoria. Good morning, Steve. Hi, good morning, Sakina. Uh, you know, I, I I was actually provoked by the remark made by one of your guests. You know, he refers to the ANC-8. I think, you know, there is a tendency to do this, uh, to actually condemn the ANC-8, you know, for being uh, some kind of, you know, spies of the CIA. But I think people need to understand, you know, who the ANC aid were and why they actually revolted. It's pointless for, you know, for for him, you know, to make reference to that. The fact of the matter here is that it was Tennyson McEwany who started this. And it was precisely because of what he saw as corruption in the ANC that he broke away from it. And, in fact, it is all the question of money, you know, that the struggle for the ANC has always been centered around money you know, which is what Tennyson McEwan was quite against. And quite clearly, you know, this 
contest for ANC presidency or ANC Youth League presidency also centers around money. Probably Lamola is right there. You know, it's the tradition of the ANC to make use of money, you know, to, to win political support. That's what it does. And he's probably right about it. Thank you so much, uh, Stephen Pretoria. And Lela in Pretoria as well. Good morning. Good morning, Sagina. How are you? Good and you? I'm well. Uh, morning, Comrade Lamola and Comrade Lisio. Sure, sure. Okay. Uh, Sagina, mine, uh, uh, I have one question for both speakers that you are having in the, in the station. Uh, we have seen uh, in the past uh, uh, what led to to some of the provinces within the ANC and the ANC League, their congresses being nullified by courts. And we have had some reports in other parts uh, of South Africa, Yompumalanga and uh, uh, Limpopo, that uh, there are some branches that uh, uh, decided that uh, they will take uh, their, their pieces to court because of uh, the, the gatekeeping of membership and uh, the signature campaign where branch meetings did not sit, but uh, they were delegates to, to PGCs. So I want to just quickly check, because uh, we are sitting here, we, we have a fear that we'll go to Congress, tomorrow the Congress is nullified. Okay, fair one then, Lela and Pretoria. Thank you so okay. much. Let's go to Anda in Midrand. Good morning, Anda. Good morning, Zakina. Uh, good morning to the two leaders of the ANC League. Comrade Lamola and Comrade uh, Lesejo. My question goes to both of them uh, to say, I would like to understand from both of them on their view, uh, on their views on the issues confronting young people, on education, on health, on unemployment and poverty. I think that is what will make Youth League more appealing to the youth of the country not to be inward-looking or to be less inward-looking on the organizational issues. That's Thank number you. one. Mm-hmm. Number two, and the last one, is on the issue of eligibility of being a member of the ANC Youth League and the old people contesting. I'm asking this because I'm linking it with the theme of the Congress, which is to rebuild the ANC Youth League. Do both comrades believe that it is correct for these comrades that are on the border of ceasing to exist to be members of the ANC League. Because Pule has just turned 35, Comrade uh, Colin Maine is turning 35 on the 26th of September. Is it politically correct that in the process of rebuilding this League, we would then get comrades that are on the border or have just ceased or go beyond the age of 35 to contest? Number, and linking that with that question, is that Comrade Pule is an NEC member of the Youth League. Youth League is the only preparatory school of the ANC. Politically, even at ANC level and ANC leaders, why would a cater graduate from the ANC Youth League and then want to go back into the ANC Youth League? How do you start the up until high school and then you want to go back to primary school and say, no, I want to go back to primary school with those kids? <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you so much, uh, Anda in uh, Midran. Willie is calling from Nkomas in Pumalanga. Good morning. Good morning, Sakina, and morning to your listeners. Welcome. And also to greet my leaders with you in the studio. Uh, Sakina, 
I think uh, any leader that uh, wants to carry the mandate of young people uh, can emerge. I don't have a problem with that one. That is the only thing that I can say. Any leader who has the capacity to lead young people must lead us. Thank you, Sakina, and your guest. Thank you so much, uh, Willie in Mkomas. Uh, Funky in Pretoria, good morning. Yes, good morning, Sakina. Uh, good morning to, to my comrades in the studio. Uh, I want to I want to say to 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 those cadres there and the and the and listeners that we are fighting against money. It is a it is a disease that uh, has emerged. Uh, but over and above, let us go to the conference. Let's debate policies that affect young people. Uh, let us particularly the the the, the issues that evolves around uh, youth unemployment. Let us desist from these issues of defending density leaders, uh, uh, particularly in view of them as Let us just go there. It is very clear, and uh, it has been allowed this thing uh, in the ANC now, but the only ones are people who can call, uh, as the members of the ANC. Okay. Vangi, unfortunately, we're going to have to terminate that call because uh, the quality of the line deteriorating there. Let's uh, talk to Karim in Durban. Good morning, Karim. Hello, Sakina. How are you? Well, and you? Uh, good morning to the two comrades from ANC there. Hello. they listening, Karim? Yeah, I only want to advise them, whoever comes into position as the ANC Youth League president or whatever, I would like to beg them and ask them, please, let these youths who are going to run the ANC in future, hopefully the future leaders of South Africa, if possible, to try and mandate them members to hold up the legacy of the previous ANC leaders especially our, our icon, our beloved Nelson Mandela. Unfortunately, the ANC, uh, the, the, the old, 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 old groups are now going to get out one day, and the ANC is still going to exist in South Africa. They must try and uphold the name, stop disruptive fighting. They must be able to lay with people, don't become racial, don't have the race card in their hand. They must be able to say, we are going to fight for South Africa. It belongs to all of us, and we're not going to create violence and radical statements which will disrupt the country and give a bad name to Africa. They must be the new youth, the new youth of the country, if they hold positions in, in dignity and pride. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Kareem. Now, uh, Ronald and Lisiko, I've got tons of questions for you. But what we're going to do now, I'm going to give you a minute each to respond to the questions that I'm going to put to you. And we're actually going to time this so we can get through as many of them as we can. Let's start with the one about uh, the fact that there is no female contesting the presidency of the African National Congress Youth League. Uh, what's your take on that? Let me start with you, Liseko. The INC as an organization is a non-sexist and non-racist organization. When we elect chief, Though we, we, we take uh, consideration of gender parity, but we do not elect gender. We elect capacity, we elect ideas, we elect a proven track record. So it is neither here nor there. There are female contesting for various positions within the youth league leadership structures. Ronald? Yes, I think the environment is there created for young people, uh, women in particular, to participate, to raise their hands and to stand up. We just need to further allow them to do so without bullying. As Comrade Lissiko has said, we are running a non-sexist organization. They must be given space. They must stand up. Young women must demand their position.
Let's go to the issue of education. Um, what's your take on that? Uh, someone talking here on uh, my Twitter timeline about uh, free education at uh, uh, a tertiary level especially. So what's your response to that, Lesejo? I believe that we have, we, have, we have been singing many slogans about uh, free education. We have been chanting songs, we have written poems, uh, we have said speeches. I believe that uh, on the 6th of September, the Youth League must declare that all universities in South Africa must be shut down, and when they reopen, they must be free. Ronald? What, what we need, uh, Sakina, Polokwana has resolved on free education up until underground level, under, undergraduate level. We need to implement the resolutions. We've got many resolutions, uh, particularly even in the ANC and even in government. What we need is, is, is implementation to effect free education, but we need the private sector in this regard uh, to play a role because they, they, you hear every year declaring huge amounts of billions of profits. The national fiscals alone cannot afford to fund free education. The private sector must be, must be brought on board. And that's why you remember, Sakina, we're speaking about nationalization of mines because we believe that we'll find money to fund free education. But we must still find ways and creative means that can assist the country to broaden the fiscals that will then assist us to fund the free education. Because right. the reality is that the tech base is not Time. equally to the task. All right, let's move on from there. Uh, The other challenges facing young people in this country, the issue of the youth subsidy and NADA and what they have done for young people in this country. Lesejo? Yes, I believe that money that, you know, there's there's equally, as much as we speak about unemployment, there's a misconception that all all metroculants, after they metroculate, they must work. I believe that that youth wage subsidy, it must be implemented. The private sector must come into party. But equally, we cannot just encourage young people to be employed. They must be in research. They must be in school. They must be pursuing degrees and and, and, and postgraduate degrees and so forth. And some of the monies that they, that are used, youth wage subsidies and so forth, they must be put towards the free education so that young people have skills and they have got the qualifications that they can use to actually advance the South African economy. Ronald? Yes, uh, Sakina. We, we have been opposed to the youth uh, wage subsidy, and I think the new research that has emerged in terms of its working has proven us correct that it has not been able to dent this issue. What must happen, Sakina, is that there are new economies emerging, the green economy, the nuclear economy, the gas economy, and the ocean economy. There must be demand by young people that such economies must be set as, aside 100% for youth employment because there is no person who can claim to have experience and who can claim that young people can be employed in those sectors because those are new sectors which nobody has experience in the country. So those must be set aside for young people. I think that can have an immediate impact. The other one of the youth wage succeed is just a, is just a funding, continue to fund companies for them to be able to make profit. But the other one is that is to keep young people mostly in FET colleges and encourage them to go for skills and vocational training. Because most of us, we believe that we must only go to universities and, uh, and That's your universities time? of technologies. On the issue of uh, eligibility and age, what is your response to Anders' question, um, uh, uh, Lesejo? 
Well, well, I believe, Sagina, that the ANDA is correct. You cannot be saying, uh, you know, I mean, the, the constitution that forms the Youth League says the Youth League is a preparatory school. So you cannot be saying when you have matriculated, you arrive in varsity, you are in second year of varsity, then you say you want to go back and redo your matric. I believe that uh, we should look into those things. And I think that we must also take example from Comrade President Melusi Gaba. When he was 33, he was still eligible to stand for the presidency of the Youth League after he had served three times. It was when he took a conscious decision that he must allow for a newer generation to then be able to take over and, and, and continue with the beta. And I think that is a sterling example that we must allow young people to come and lead the Youth League. And particularly because all of us agree that it's a rebuilding process. Mm. And therefore a rebuilding process requires that, that you your leadership... Time? And let's put it to Ronald. Yes, again, I think in that regard, we must avoid personalizing the matter. We must apply the constitution, what it says, and be very clear, because the constitution of the Youth League is very clear who is a member of the Youth League. It's also very clear amongst members of the Youth League uh, who must stand. Only a member can stand for position. I think that's what we must do. The IEC and those that are are given responsibility to run Congress. They must apply the Constitution as it is. If it's not is correct, is incorrectly misinterpreted or whatever, the membership of the Islamic must rise and interpret the Constitution correctly. That's what must happen. We must not personalize the matter. Let's apply the Constitution. Let me ask this question from uh, Chris Maxson on Twitter. Says, what is your view on intellectual dearth in the ANC resulting uh, now from the proximity between the ANC and the state? Lesejo? So can you rephrase the question, sorry? So Chris is basically asking what your view is on the intellectual dearth in the ANC, and um, which is obviously resultant from the close relationship between ANC and the state. The blurring but of I lines, that, I think, is what he's getting, getting at there. No, there, there's no intellectual debt in the ANC. I mean, if you go to the ANC website, if you go to meetings of the African National Congress, you attend regional, uh, provincial uh, conferences, you even go and you look into the discussion documents that have been posted, you will realize that the ANC is still a very intellectually uh, uh, sharp organization which has ideas of taking South Africa forward. So, so, so that thing is a fallacy. The, the state has not corrupted the, the ability of members of the African National Congress to be able to interpret society and to be able to come up with ideas that elevate them from, uh, from conditions of squalor or from moving this country forward. Ronald? Through that thing. Yeah, I, I think uh, there is no such a thing. The, the ANC is awash with talent all over the country from branches, regions, what we need is the maximum utilization of the talent. Because most of the talent that we have is either sidelined or is not involved in the direct construction of the policy documents and also in the implementation of these policies. We need to get the best amongst ourselves. We need to give them responsibilities. We also need to allow them, those that have got the, the skills and the ability, to assist the movement. Because running the economy no longer needs bicycle riding skills. It needs a sophisticated membership. But it also needs the organic intellectuals in the rural areas who are involved in the practical implementation on the day-to-day of our struggles, either right. educated or not. But they are very involved with our community. So we have got them in abundance.
Nationalism, is that uh, something uh, which uh, you would be uh, fighting for or against going into this conference? Uh, Lesejo? Nationalism. Nationalization, I beg your pardon. Oh, nationalization, okay. Uh, we need, we need to, to go back to the resolutions of, uh, of Mangawung, which were actually in the main, the discussions were influenced by the resolutions of the 2011 conference of the ANC Youth League. We are going to the NGC of the ANC, which will be a mid-term review of, uh, of, of, of the NEC since it has been in office. And, and, and I can tell you where, where I'm sitting as an individual member of the organization, that the, the ANC in the main, the ANC Youth League in the main, were, were right in many of the things in terms of, the, of, of, of actually uh, radicalizing the economy. And we need to begin to have an in-depth discussion uh, because we can, we can almost say that we're going to Mangaung. The nationalization debate of minds was also interfered with the characters that actually were pushing for it. And the, and the challenges that we're facing within the ANC at the time. We need to right. then sit down and have a proper uh, ideological discourse about the, the, the mineral so, uh, resources beneath the wealth and their ownership. And I don't think that that debate uh, can be removed from the table. We must begin to speak about, you can't have a minister of mineral resources going to fight for 20% for them. We need to then begin to say, has we, have we re- radicalized the economy after Mangawu? Where are we right now? Uh, who is owning the mines in South Africa? Who is owning industry? Okay, your time is up. South Africa and the banks, thanks. Uh, Ronald? Yes, okay, now we must reaffirm the policies on nationalization, on expropriation of land without compensation. We must implement the Freedom Charter, comma by comma, word by word, without misinterpreting. We have to do that because that will give hope to the young people in the rural areas of Mkungunjofu, in the areas of Mdansana, in the street corners of Soweto, in the street corners of Alexandra, in the street corners of Rustenburg, and many of our townships. Young people must find hope when the youth league speaks. Young people must know that when the youth league speaks, their voice is back, and tomorrow will be better than today. So we have to reaffirm those policies because they will bring young people into the mainstream of the economy, which remains a terrain of monopoly capital, who are remains white. We must find young people in the Johannesburg Stock Exchange boards of companies. We must find them in the board of state entities. We must find young people within the ranks of the ANC and in all influential structures in society. Well, that is where we're going to leave it. And we wish uh, both uh, Ronald Lamula and Liseko Makubela and uh, the two who did not join us this morning, Pule Mabe and uh, Colin Maine, well in uh, that elective Congress taking place this weekend in uh, Gallagher State. And uh, thank you so much for your participation. As always, producers Sisanda Jonas and Swaki Shweshwe Tu, Maria Moate, Lebu Munamokulu, Misho Shandlale, our forum producers Ronald Piri and Jake Mukoma, senior producers Lengiwe Mabaso and Lungile Mabaso, technical producer Mark Preller and Dutran Godfrey, and also executive producers Aubrey Sitchie and Krivani Pillay.